The markets have been going up and up and up so far in 2023, and that's certainly a welcome reprieve for those of us who have money invested in the equity market. The big question, and the question that we address on this series here on our channel is, have we actually turned the corner? Is the bottom of the markets in? Has this recent correction ended? Or is the market just kind of throwing us a head fake like it does from time to time? Um, as much as we need a break from those falling numbers, um, in this video series, we address the numbers. And the numbers do matter. Uh, they're never 100% accurate, but they can offer us a clue as to where the markets might be going. In this series, which I started back in August of 2022, I've been looking at six different indicators, just trying to give us a sense of some things that we might look at for clues as to when we may have seen that bottom. So far in the series, um, pretty, well, every episode, I've been leaning towards no. I just haven't seen the metrics pointing in that direction. Um, again, as I said in the first videos, I don't know if that's the correct answer. I, don't, I can't predict exactly. Uh, I'm just assessing the data. And of course, each of you watching this are going to have to make a determination on your own whether you want to incorporate this um, into your own investing. Now, since the last update, which was around the middle of December, I'm wondering if maybe Santa Claus didn't come a little bit late this year because since then, um, everything is moving up and it's been sharply moving up. Now, most of that since the update has been in 2023. So about half of the month of December was in there, pretty flat. Then we've seen the markets go up pretty quickly since then. Let's kick things right off in this episode by going to the yield curve, which is the first metric we've been looking at in this series. Um, the yield curve is a leading indicator and a negative yield curve or an inverted yield curve often precedes a recession. Have we reached the bottom? Well, if a recession is coming, I would argue that no, we haven't seen the bottom because obviously uh, recessions aren't something that the market welcomes and we pretty much always see uh, strong negative returns during those times. Uh, let's look at a few examples here in this segment. Um, looking back to December 1st, when we last looked at this, we saw that both of these metrics, the 10-2 and the 10-year three months, were in negative territory. When we update it to December, we'll see that the 10-2 is pretty much the same level it was at last look and the 10-year three month has slipped further into an inverted territory. I wanted to take a little bit deeper dive into this metric in this video here and look at a few historic examples. And I'm reminded of Mark Twain when he said, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. And that's something we have to keep in context as we go through the next few examples we're gonna look at here. Let's kick things right off by going back to 1989 in this case. And we can see that in December of that year, the 10-year three-month yield curve inverted ever so slightly we can also see on this chart that faded blue area, and that is the official dates of the recession that we entered into starting in July of 1990. You can see the delay of a few months from when we saw that inversion of the yield curve end right up into the start of the recession. If we look in December of 2000 as another example, again, we see a very, very slight inversion followed in March of 2001 by the official start of that recession and going forward to March of 2007. Again, in that month, we saw a slight yield inversion and then December of 2007, the start of the next recession. Now, the critical part of looking at this is every single one of those times that the yield curve inverted, it inverted sometime before the recession started. And importantly for us as investors, it inverted sometimes before the actual market crashed. And if we look at again, back in December 1989, we see that the yield curve turned positive and then the crash of the stock market, the S&P 500 in this case, started in July of 1990. In early January 2001, we saw that curve turning positive and then the market crash following in March or May following that uh, short little reprieve there. And then again in 2007, the yield curve turned positive again in 2007 in March 
and the market crash started in December. What you will note from these three examples are we've always had some lead time from the point that the, that the yield curve goes inverted and then turns back into positive territory. And there's always been that lag between that point and when the markets have crashed. And in this series today, we're looking at do these yield curves predict a recession? In our cases, we've been saying that yes, but we haven't seen those yield curves turn back into positive territory there. So that in and of itself would indicate to me that in the coming months, uh, there's lots of people out there prognosticating in this direction, we will see a recession and I'm going to equal that to the markets falling. So uh, my uh, verdict on this first metric is that we have not seen the bottom of the markets yet. Uh, nice to see the little reprieve here, uh, but things uh, might be turning negative again before too long. The next metric we're going to look at here is the moving averages. But first, I just wanted to remind you that in addition to this YouTube channel, we also have our Investing Academy. And this is our online platform where we work with Canadians from literally across the country and we educate about investing and financial issues in general. Uh, the course material is designed to take you from a raw, raw beginner to a fully confident and competent investor. And if you visit our website, you can learn more about that. You can see what our current students are saying, Hello, listen to Daniel. some of their feedback, watch our free case study, and see how we might be able to help you out. So I will put that link in the description of the video below. Now, onto moving averages. In the series, we're using the 200-day exponential moving average of the S&P 500. When we look back in December, you can see the S&P 500, which is the blue line, was just testing that moving average. It was kind of bumping up against it there. When we compare that to today, it's the same scenario. So the big question is, um, is it going to hold this time? Uh, only time will tell. This is a lagging indicator, so we don't know until the numbers are in. But um, at this point, I'm saying that it's possible. We might be actually seeing a breakthrough there. Um, we'll uh, give you an update that on next month's uh, version of this series. Let's move on now to uh, number three, which is the volatility index or the VIX. And this is a measurement of uncertainty out there in the market. Now, last month, uh, my analysis of the VIX I said, prepare yourself for a rise in volatility. And when you get that rise in volatility, that um, will generally relate to a drop in the markets. And when we look uh, to the December numbers, the VIX was trading at 22.18. Today, it's actually at a lower level, currently down to about 19.5. So in this case, that rise that I anticipated has not materialized. Now it's only four weeks, so who knows what the future will bring, uh, but we haven't seen that yet. Now, I will note when we look at this chart, though, that VIX today is bumping down against its previous 2022 lows. When we look at February, when we look at April, when we look at August, those months brought us a very similar low as we're seeing today. And the relevance of why I'm telling you that is each of those times when we've seen those lows, we've seen the markets correct. If we see the VIX when it hit the bottom back in February, we saw the markets coming down. We then saw the VIX again bottom in April. We saw the markets coming down. And in August, we hit that bottom again. And of course, the markets started down there. So having the VIX so low today in this context is a little bit troubling because we can kind of see what happens when it typically has hit this. And as I've talked about in the previous videos, I really want to see that number spike up so we can get through this phase that we're going through right now. Uh, right now, I'm just seeing though, uh, the next probably strong move will be up um, uh, rather than down. and. Um, I guess I would say I'd love to be wrong in this case. And in fact, I absolutely might be wrong. Um, just, you know, don't make, it, don't make any of your investment decisions based on exactly what I'm telling you here. Uh, make your own assessment, but use these tools that we're talking about to help you form um, your analysis. 
And that will take us to the fourth metric we're going to look at is the U.S. jobless claims. And just as a quick reminder, um, this is new applications for, for jobless claims, and they will fall for the first time after the market crash has begun. And when we look back to December, we will see that that number was still rising. There were lots of layoffs that we kept hearing about in the news, uh, almost seemingly on a daily basis. And the reality is that those conditions really haven't changed. I mean, I'm seeing every day, or I'm hearing on the radio every day about layoffs being announced all the time. Um, but there are some slight encouraging green shoots here in these numbers. When we look at our chart today, we do see that number ticking down. And in the U.S. Uh, Department of Labor news release, they state, in the week ending January 7, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 205,000, a decrease of 1,000 from the previous week's revised level. And this number came in below the uh, expectations of around $215,000, which was the lowest level in three months. My interpretation of this metric right now is that maybe there's a little bit of hope um, on the horizon there uh, that this might be offering us. But then it takes me back to uh, golf as well. And of course, there's lots of dangers, like there's trees and there's water and there's sand everywhere. And the courses all have that little flat area with a little flag on there, just to give you a little bit of hope as you're hitting your ball up there that things might turn out okay. So we have yet to see how this is gonna play out. Uh, time will tell. The fifth metric that we've been looking at in this series is the Baltic Dry Index, the BDI. And this is the bellwether basically for the general shipping market around the world. And uh, the BDI will go up before the market finds its bottom. So we can monitor that. Now, when we look back up to December, what we saw there was uh, not a lot of encouragement. We saw that BDI uh, more trading a little bit of sideways and a bit of a range there. When we update that number to today, actually it's even worse. And we've seen a significant decline in that BDI. So there's really um, you know, no positive signs there. My previous verdict was no, even though it was a little bit flatter than it is today. Um, right now I'm, I'm basically saying no, there's nothing there that is looking encouraging to me from that metric uh, that leads us to believe that we have seen the worst of the markets yet. The next and final indicator today we're gonna to look at is the PMI. And this is a leading indicator that gives us a sense of where the economy is heading. And when this number is above 50, it means that the manufacturing segment of the economy is expanding. When it's below 50, it means that it is contracting. And obviously, you know, as investors, we want the economy to be expanding. Now, when we look at last month, we saw this number trend further into negative territory with a number of 47.7. When we look at it today, it's actually even worse. The most recent report that has come out has the PMI at 46.2. Notably, it's seven of the last eight months we've seen that declining trend. The Institute for Supply Management website says this is the second month of contraction and as predicted will likely be the norm for the PMI at least through the first quarter of 2023. So that is not great news. Um, but in next month's update on this, I'm going to add a little bit of texture um, to the PMI here and see how that is compared uh, when we see those numbers going down, when we see it turning, what that's done um, historically, how that's been correlated to the market. So uh, maybe stay tuned for that. For this video, the summary is this. The yield curve we're seeing, uh, no, is saying we have not seen the bottom. The moving average says maybe we have. There are signs of hope there. The VIX says no. Jobless claims, I'm gonna put that into the maybe cap as well. The Baltic Dry Index, no. And the PMI, no as well. So what we're seeing here is four no's and two maybes, um, zero yeses. So not overly encouraging. When I look at these in aggregate, despite the recent market gains, I'm still sticking with the no uh, cap right now. 
Uh, reminder, don't shoot the messenger, okay? I'm not telling you this is what's gonna happen. I'm saying these are the steps that I go through in my analysis to try and give me some clues. Uh, there's lots of talk out there about a recession coming up. Now, obviously, if we're going into a recession, you need tools to survive that. Uh, I'll put a link to a video right here that will tell you what you need to know to get through a recession. Um, as a reminder, the Investing Academy link is in the description below. Thank you so much for watching, and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.